Good morning, good morning. Ain't it a fantastic morning to be outside in the south? We're going to be talking about gardening for the next hour or so. I'm, welcome to our garden party. I'm horticulturist Felder Rushing, and this is Mississippi Public Broadcasting Weekly Garden Program we call the Gestalt Gardener. Again, your host, horticulturist Felder Rushing. Our producer is awesome, Java Chapman, and we're going to have fun for the next hour or so. Coming up today is Earth Day weekend. We're going to be uh, giving you a heads up about stuff you could be doing in your garden, some interesting things going out there. There's some events going on we're going to announce, um, share some cheesy music, and also a tribute to our favorite garden guru, the late, great gar- Dr. Dirt. Uh, most importantly, because we're a live program, it's a call-in. We're going to be talking about with you about what's going on or not in your own garden. It's a live program, folks. Sit back, relax, come back with some news. Let's kick off this informal party we call the Gestalt Garden. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okie dokie, folks. Welcome back. Again, horticulture is filled with rushing. We're talking about gardening today. Kind of an uh, uh, interesting weekend. It's going to be a little cool, I guess. Uh, that'll, that'll be great. I dug some dirt last week, turned it over, added some stuff to it, turned it over a few more times, tamped it down, covered with mulch, and I'm ready to plant. Uh, there's some interesting things going on this weekend we'll be talking about, but uh, I had a lot of fun last week at the Indianola Library. It's where I was born and raised at the Indianola. Saw a lot of good folks, including some I went to school with half a century ago, uh, and especially my best friend uh, through high school, Steve Rosenthal, who's now the mayor. Steve and I go way, way, way back. Even saw my old Boy Scout leader, Leslie Fletcher. Java, were you a Boy Scout by any chance? I mean, you know, it's just uh, scouts is... No, I wasn't, I wasn't ever a Boy Scout. I think it kind of <laughs> kind of phased out a little bit when I was, yeah, uh, you it, know, young. It comes and goes. Well, I'm what they call an Eagle eagle Scout. My son's an Eagle. My dad was an Eagle. I even worked at a Scout camp two summers. I made $10 a a week before taxes. <laughs> anyway, there's there's all sorts of interesting things uh, going on I want to uh, talk about. But coming up for me, uh, besides this weekend's plant sale at Monell Gardens in Jackson, I'm going to do a keynote talk for the Herb Society of America, their national annual meeting is another state. Uh, got a garden event coming up in Texas and uh, four days of lecturing daily at the International Flower Festival at Disney Epcot. I do that every couple of years for the past 10 or 12 years. Uh, it's going to cause me to miss the Chelsea Flower Show over in England. It's the first time in several years I miss it. But I got friends who are going to look out for things that I uh, think things that they think you and I might really enjoy trying. I, I No doubt I'm going to be uh, going to the early July flower show at the Royal Hampton Court. Um, if my dog hold, doesn't hold up, my, I've been sitting my old dog. He's over 14. He's uh, slowly going down with boogered up hips, but not much longer for him, I'm afraid. But uh, I got photos of him in my truck on my personal webpage. If you want to go there and check out old Rusty's, felderrushing.net. It's not commercial. I don't sell anything. I uh, got a tribute to Dr. Dirk coming up in about 10 minutes, uh, 10, 15 minutes, I guess. Uh, it's an audio portion of an MPB Mississippi Road segment done a few years ago on our our friendship and our philosophy. Magnolias are coming on in full bloom. Matter of fact, this morning I picked up this uh, a little magnolia flower. It's all, it's a dwarf magnolia, Java. You know, and, and you know you smell it. And it's kind of a sicky sweet smell. You either like magnolia or you don't. 
almost kind of a almost like a lemony type. Yeah, citrusy. Very it citrus. It is. Well, this is the one called Little Jim. A lot of people don't like our our state flower because the tree, which is a state tree too, it gets really really big. Little Jim stays little. Uh, it's like a great big shrub. Small flowers. It'll fit in in your hand, and it's the longest blooming magnolia. It blooms a lot longer than the big ones. So this is it's a different plant. It's a it's sort of a. They found this one growing out in the woods. It was just a little compact, little. You know, most magnolias the leaves are big. You know, way bigger than my hand. It's just a compact little. It's almost like a dwarf magnolia, but same flower, same fragrance, everything about it. Um, you know, and this is something I've been pushed for. I've written a couple of times in the Clarion Ledger. We are the magnolia state. And I see magnolias everywhere I go, Japan, South America, Africa, Europe, everywhere I go, New York City, magnolias are very beloved. That's a state flower. Wouldn't it be nice if the magnolia state had a magnolia flower on the flag? Don't want to go there that much because a lot of people, you know, have different thoughts and not getting political. I'm just saying we are the magnolia state. Love to have the magnolia flower. North Carolina, South Carolina is a palmetto state. Uh, California is the whatever state. Texas, a Lone Star State. Why can't we be the Magnolia State? Uh, anyway, there's some interesting things coming up. I want to, to throw this out. But first, uh, yesterday I was visiting with a, a gardening friend of mine, and we watched a rufous-sided towhee. There's a bird called a rufous-sided towhee, digging around looking for worms and bugs and stuff. Uh, saw some lightning bugs. Uh, my Louisiana iris is in bloom. My basil is in bloom uh, that I planted. Uh, I have cliera that's blooming, also the sweet olive and honeysuckle and confederate jasmine, really, really fragrant plants. Uh, and I have a new planter project. I'm making a low box, a foot deep, two feet wide, four feet long with ten sides on it. I'm going to grow me some stuff in it. Uh, before we go to the phone calls, let me throw out, we do have some some uh, events coming up. Master Gardeners all over the state are having plant sales this weekend. The Adams County Master Garden Plant Sale is going to be uh, starting at 830 to 3, rain or shine. It's going to be at the Colin Campus in Natchez by the Greenhouse. Look for the signs. But Adams County Master Gardeners at the Colin Campus in Natchez, uh, they got all sorts of cool stuff. Green, zin- green zinnias, purple basil, um, black uh, icicle tomatoes, orange bell peppers, milkweed, all sorts of stuff. Uh, this is going to be a, a plant sale today, Friday and Saturday, April 21st and 22nd, at the Lichterman Nature Center in Memphis. They have a terrific native plant sale. I'm talking about garden quality native plants at Lichterman Nature Center uh, from 9 to 5, both Friday and Saturday. Let me see. i got a couple of others here. Um, if I can find them someplace. My notes are everywhere. I got a joke about Sherlock Holmes, but that's another story. Here we go. Lee County Master Gardeners. This is up in Tupelo uh, uh, Saturday. Uh, it's going to be at the Lee County Extension Service. That's on Cliff Boulevard in Tupelo. Lee County Master Gardeners. Um, the extension service on Cliff Boulevard. Uh, and also there's a, a, a lecture has been arranged by the Lafayette County Master Gardeners to meet at the Ole Miss Museum this next Thursday at 27th, April 27th at noon. They have Nathan Lazinski. Uh, he's this, the uh, assistant superintendent uh, uh, at Ole Miss Services, landscape gardener, a certified arborist, 20 years. Uh, anyway, he's um, going to talk about proven winter plants and really tough and low-maintenance plants for the yard. That's going to be Thursday, April 27th at noon at the Lafayette County Master Gardeners Program, Ole Miss Museum. Got something coming up next weekend. I can talk about that later, but the Openwood Plantation Garden Club uh, in Vicksburg is going to have a plant sale. Uh, it's got it's on Fairways Drive, but if you can't remember that, shoot me an uh, email at garden at mpbonline.com. 
org. Any kind of events you've got that are garden-related, be glad to help promote them. Uh, but just shoot us an email. Again, garden at org. Looking forward to this uh, this uh, Dr. Dirt tribute coming up in just a few minutes. But let's go down the Gulf Coast and see what Rena is up to. Morning, lady. How are you? Hello? Rena? She's not paying attention. Rena. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Howdy. Good morning. What's up, lady? Fig tree doesn't make figs. Hmm. I live, uh, houses are close together, and um, it got real tall. It made a few figs, and they got halfway ripe, and then it was the end of it. Yeah. Could it be that it's crowded? Because I always remember I'm from Louisiana, and fig tree was all by itself in the yard with no structures inhibiting it. Could this be the problem? It could be. Figs need a lot of sun. And keep in mind, a fig is really a flower. It's an inside-out flower. If you open it up, you'll you, you see it's weird-looking right. flower. Uh, and anything that stresses the tree is going to cause it to either not have flowers or to shed them. Uh, could be it's not getting enough sun. It could be that in between the structures, when it rains, it stays a little wetter longer than it wants to, just because of you know the way rainfall may be uh, funnel, or it may not have enough roots to get water during dry spells. So, you know, don't, don't know. But they they do have a wide-ranging shallow root system, and uh, they need plenty of sunshine. Uh, it also helps to prune them to make them nice and thick because they produce well, figs on the new growth in the spring. Well, that's what I did. I, I cut it back real, real hot, uh, real close. Uh, last fall. Okay. Well, what's going to happen? It may not have figs this year. Figs make produce on new growth in the, this summer if it comes up off of something that grew last year. So you cut it back real far. It's going to put out a lot of new growth this year that probably won't have figs. But if you'll cut this year's growth back this coming winter to keep it getting long and leggy, it'll branch out next year and have figs. Okay. Should anyway. And actually, my neighbor next door is a two-story house, so that makes that blocks a lot of sun. And they, also, you know, they're they're sun plants, sun plants. I was going to tell you. I remember uh, Doctor Dirt with his every every mo- week he'd bring a bouquet. Uh, yep. He, in his yard. He had a bouquet every week, every right. week of the year. And uh, we're going to do it. We're going to do a little tribute to him in, in just a little well, while. But he, I really enjoyed him as well as I enjoy you. And thank I, thank you. So you. Much. I enjoyed his shout-out. He gave shout-outs to all these little towns. You know, good shout-out uh-huh. to Shibuta. Yeah, Actually, he would go, shout-out to Shibuta. Can't do a I deep re- voice. I remember that. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Good luck with your fig, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Let's stay down the Gulf Coast and slide over to Biloxi. Hey, Darlene, good morning. Hi there. Howdy. Good. Uh, I have a question about gloriosa lilies. Mm-hmm. We're having some construct. We're having some work done, and we have a bed that they're growing and supporting themselves, sort of in a lingustrum against a fence. Yes. I have to move them. It's one of the few climbing vine lilies. Uh huh. What do they like? Uh, and when, when they're blooming now, and yeah. I really don't want the to dig them up now. Well, if, if you could wait till fall, that's better. But, you know, if you got to dig it back, if you got to dig it up, uh, let's go ahead and bite the bullet and cut it back to a couple of feet tall and move that. And the new growth may actually bloom again this year. But if you don't cut it back, it's going to struggle a whole lot. Uh, cut it back and move it to its the, the, the way you plant them, four inches and so forth, just now. 
I could do that now. Yeah, I mean, you can lose. Oh, you know, okay. if you could, if you could hold off and enjoy the flowers as long as you can. But I'm just saying, if you got to move it in the spring or, or the summer. You need really need to cut it back. So what I would do is go ahead and start working on the the hole and the dirt where it's going to go to. Get it, you know, already, you know, dig it a couple of times. And you know, when you when you get ready to to move your gloriosa lily, uh, you'll already have the hole dug. So you just cut it back, move it, water it in, and it may not even skip a beat. Might put out new growth and bloom. They like sun, like all lilies. They like they do. They like sun, and those little tendrils that they climb with. Uh huh. What's the best material? Uh, right now they're, on, as I said, on a lingustrum bush, yeah. and they sign, kind of fight with the lingustrum. I, what could I put out for them? Well, you know, almost any kind of fencing. Uh, you know, the, when they lay concrete driveways or concrete streets, all, they put this real big big mesh, like uh, it, it's like fencing material, and, yeah, and yeah. the holes are like four by six. You know, they're big holes. You can buy that stuff pretty cheap at some of the builder supply store, or maybe. But if you put that between a couple of stakes, it turns a nice rusty uh, brown. Oh, but the stuff oh. grows all and and it sort of disappears. It doesn't take away from the lily. Ah, oh, okay. All righty. So I'll just go ahead and do it now. Thank you. Thank okay. you, d- d- darling. Dig the hole first. Oh, yeah. I, listen, I've been listening to you so long, I wouldn't dare not dig the hole. Okay, we appreciate it. Send us a picture, okay? I sure will. They're beautiful. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right, let's go now to Meridian. Hey, Susie, good morning. Hey, how are you? I'm fine. What you got going on? I have a suggestion if you have grandchildren and you have a magnolia tree. Uh-huh. Cut some fresh blossoms off the magnolia tree. Yeah. Fill a bowl of water with water and any color, food coloring, food-safe coloring. Uh Float the magnolia blossoms in the um, water, and overnight you will have a magnolia flower the same color as your food color. You know, I knew you could do that with white daffodils. I knew you could do that with daffodils because they suck up water. But it, you're saying take a magnolia flower and float it in a bowl of water with some food coloring or something like that in it. Right. I'm going right. to try that this evening. That sounds so fun. Wouldn't it be cool to have a... Well, I mean, I like the, the, the magnolia is. It's just nice and, you know, it's a clean-looking flower. But it's it'd be interesting to have one that's purple. <laughs> right, and it also teaches the children how the flowers need water. Yep, translate. We don't have, have to get into zyme tissue and phloem tissue and translocation no. and all that stuff. Just they suck it up like a straw. Right, exactly. But cool it's a idea. Fun project. We've done it for years. The, ch- the grandchildren ask to do it every year. I'm going to do that myself. I thank you for that, Susie. All these years, I've never heard about that. Well, try it. Let's I am. I am. Thank you so much. Oh, by the way, let me let me give you a tip. This is something you're doing. You may not realize, but when my daughter was small, she's 27 now. Every chance we got, I made her smell magnolias. Every chance. And now I don't care who she is, where she goes, what kind of person she is, what kind of creepy people she hangs out with. She can go anywhere in the world. She can see a magnolia blooming someplace. And when she smells that thing, she's gonna be a little girl again, back home with her daddy. So that's a nice thing, too. Never smelled really concentrated smelling on it. So yeah. we'll do it this year. Do that. Like, like Java said, it's kind of a citrusy smell, and it's really unique. But anyway, so there. We both have two good things to do with kids in our state flower. Thanks very much. No, thank you. I do appreciate it. Bye-bye. 
Okay, we need to take a little short break. Uh, do you you want to do the Dr. Dirt thing and come back for the break or, or, or what, Java? Yeah, we're going to do it as soon as we come back from the break. Okay, well, I have some, some comments I'd like to make before it. So you want to now or after the break? We're going to let you, I guess, uh, bump it, as they say, uh, after the break. Okay, okay. We're coming up with a, a tribute to Dr. Dirt, Leon Goldsberry. What an incredible, incredible gardener. Impact a whole lot of folks. I'm a horticulturist, Felder Rushing, and sometimes I take my horticulture cap off and turn it into a gardener's cap. We're going to talk, we're going to hear a real gardener talking about why we do what we do when we come back. This is the Gestalt Gardener. It's a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. And uh, this weekend, I'm going to be at a plant sale at Monell Garden Saturday in Jackson, put on by the Metro Area Master Gardens. I'll be there with my truck with all the stuff planted in it. And uh, answering gardening questions is free. Monell Gardens from 8 until, I think, noon or something like that at Monell Gardens in Jackson. Again, horticulture's fell rushing. Mississippi Public Broadcasting Garden Party, you're part of it. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back, folks. Uh, Horticulture's fellow rushing. I want to spend a few minutes uh, celebrating the life of a, of a wonderful man, a wonderful gardener, Dr. Dirt. He was a much-beloved former co-host of this program. Passed away a few nights ago in his sleep at his home in Edwards. He was 70. Uh, but he leaves a really big heart in the hearts of all those who do and love him. Leon Goldsberry is a natural gardener. I've known him for, knew him for years and years and years. Uh, he studied sociology at Russ College in Holly Springs and moved to Toronto for 30 years, uh, and he came home to take care of his mother, Millie. Uh, but because he was a man on a mission, his green thumb really transformed. He had a 109-year-old home place that his grandfather built in Edwards. He turned it into a garden like Eden, uh, known throughout Mississippi and way beyond. Uh, this man who called himself Dr. Dirt, was, he was featured in Southern Living Magazine twice. Uh, there's a full-page picture of him holding zinnias in a big Southern Living garden book. Uh, he was featured on HGTV's Gardener's Diary and uh, a bunch of other TV stuff. You can see some of them, by the way, by just Googling Dr. Dirt, Mississippi, and take it from there. Uh, he and I drove my old <laughs> truck with the plants in the back across the eastern half of the country. I guess we lectured in or visited gardeners and botanic gardens in 22 states, even the Philadelphia Flower Show. Uh, Dirt used to ride a shuttle bus from Edwards to Jackson every Friday morning. He'd have a cup of hot tea uh, while we got our notes together for the broadcast. And he always brought, like a, a caller mentioned earlier, he always brought a flower bouquet from his garden every single week of the year. He had something arranged, usually wrapped in newspaper, sometimes in a vase. Uh, again, a flower arrangement every single week from his garden, most grown in just plain dirt or whole assortment of containers. Um, he used to mock me mercilessly over the years because of my horticulture approach, and he taught me to relax and go with more what I learned from my own grandmother and great-grandmother. He used to say in his lectures all the time, gardening is simple and it's easy. Don't let folks make it hard for you. He and I came really close to publishing a book called Me and Dirt or Dirt and Me. 
and had lots of we got lots of stories and favorite flowers and plants and pictures, including his bouquets. Don't know if I'm going to uh, bring it forward or not, but it sure would be a fine tribute to a superb, real dirt gardener named Leon Goldsberry. So the following six or seven minutes, just listen to how he and I work. This is a clip from a Mississippi Road segment. Listen to how he and I work together. We love gardening together. Um, you can even hear the train that went by his garden every day. Uh, but in particular, in particular, listen for his deep, rooted wisdom, and especially that irrepressible, deep, laughing chuckle. We'll return our regular call in broadcast after that, a nice little tune that I chose for Dr. Dirt. So here's a, a little tribute to uh, the late, great Leon Dr. Dirt Goldsberry. That's what we try to do with the Gestalt Garden. The definition for it means the whole thing, everything that related, like overlapping, relating to gardening. And that's we talk about everything that's related to it. We're going with the things that we have in common, and the difference is we're going to celebrate them. When we get on the radio together, he calls me professor, I call him dirt, okay? And we just, we compliment each other. He's just another nutty gardener like I am. I enjoy being on there. Like, Felder and I have a great time. Bruce is calling from Holly Springs. Hi, Bruce. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Well, y'all are pretty special, too, but you ain't much to look at. <laughs> hey, and we can take it a step further. We don't smell that good, either. <laughs> but we on radio right now. <laughs> I love your show. I was riding around with a friend, Rita Hall, looking for gardens. And um, we came across this woman in Edwards who had a lot of flowers. And, and I complimented her on her. And she said, if you think that's something, you ought to see my nephew lives around the corner. Kept saying, you have some beautiful flowers. I kept saying, no, I don't. My faith that I worship created this here. They're not mine. And uh, he wanted to take pictures. But I still didn't know that he was called rushing. He just dismissed me. He didn't care who I was. I didn't tell him, you know, that I'm right for the paper, do radio and all. Then he came back, I guess, six months, three months later, and back and forth, back and forth. And he had a radio show he used to call in a lot, too. And I decided to have him as a guest one time. And we just clicked because even though I've got horticulture training, at heart I'm a gardener. But it was like nine years ago, and we've gradually over uh, the nine years have developed a friendship. He approaches things with a, uh, a real smack on, just jump right into it type of approach. And I kind of wallow it around in my mind a little bit before I get around to it. Do you ladies know this? I admire the fact that he just does it. Uh, and he's amused by the fact that I get balled up in all the reasons why it might not work. He's a horticultural professor that's becoming a very good gardener. He might not like me saying so, but uh, I see it as uh, dirt, Dr. Dirt. We share that spirit that a lot of people have. Not everybody, but a lot of people do. It's the difference between trying to fix a fancy meal or just slapping something together, you know, if it's for company or it's for family. Well, we're family. I met Dirt's mother, Millie, one time, and she was real nice to me, polite and all. My mother just ate Dirt up. She just loved him. She called Dirt one of her boys, you know, one of her children. Matter of fact, on our radio program, we always feel like that our mothers are standing right behind us, going to smack us on the back of the head any minute. Reed, caller from Loosedale. Hey, Reed. I wonder if one of you guys could handle redoxomorphic. That means modeled dirt. <laughs> modeled. <laughs> like the Miss America of dirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, she doesn't look that good, but she won a talent contest, so let's plant something in it. Okay, great. Some people are good fishermen, they're good gardeners, they're good hunters, uh, good cooks, and they share a certain type of intelligence called, uh, it's called naturalistic intelligence. In gardening, we call it the green thumb, and dirt is just eat up with it. 
He has a hidden garden in a small town in rural Mississippi. And when people discover it, they come back because there's something real there. We moved here and towed the yard up, my sisters and I, because right here used to be second base. I'll never forget it. I consider my garden, Millie's Gardens, a folk garden. And that's because of old-fashioned plants and all of the, quote, art of things that people threw away that I take and incorporate it artistically with the plants and with the blooms. I've got connections in the garden writer world because that's what I do professionally. When I took uh, Southern Living People and HDTV by to meet dirt, uh, he's on his own. You know, they snagged on him instantly. He's been to Southern Living twice. That's unheard of. I like plants that you usually get from somebody else and pass along and stuff. And people now want you to go to garden centers to get everything. And you get it from, uh, this came from cuttings and stuff. Most of the stuff is from cuttings from people. And I don't even drive on a vehicle neither. Oh, wow. <laughs> But I love flowers, though, and I'll bribe somebody. <laughs> Most people, the majority of the folks, are blown away in a good way, but they're highly impressed that the plants that I have are plants that they grew up with with their parents and their grandparents. What did you say this was? That's summer flock. Folks have gotten told away from doing the old way of passing plants along. Now... You don't get little cuttings. People do not plant an oak tree to say, oh, grandpa put that in, or a pecan tree to say, granddad, grandma didn't put that in, like my hydrangeas, my great-grandparents put in. And people took cuttings, and uh, hopefully family members of mine would take cuttings of uh, the hydrangeas, because it goes back. Oh, I got a rose. And this is for your mom. I'm the type who likes to share and switch and go to somebody else who's, who's growing plants at home. <laughs> now, I love these. What, what now, kind that's of pretty. potato vine? Mm -mm, not potato. We're down south. We're Mississippi. Tater. Tater. Tater, tater, tater vine. Tater, tater vine. Please send some other folks. Tell them that I'm not a monster and I love flowers. I'm just a nut for them, that's all. It's another way of, of humans getting along. Just like they say, music helps to heal. Same thing with gardening. Because it crosses all lines. It does. It crosses all lines. Dirt spent a lot of time outside the South, so did I. And we came home and realized that our people, our people, our neighbors, our family, our friends, need to lighten up on ourselves a little bit. And we found a good vehicle. Dirt helps me to realize that it's not about rules. It's about enjoying. No matter, if you like to mow grass or grow roses, enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, find something else. Anybody can call us on the radio, and we're going to help them feel comfort. We may wag our fingers in their face about some things they're doing that aren't fun, but uh, our idea is to help people connect and have fun and relax and share. And he's helped me do that through gardening.
Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and the state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Okay, dope folks, welcome back. Horticulture's fell to rushing, and uh, the show must go on. Show must go on. So let's go to Pearl. Let's jump right in and do what we do best, and that's just yak about stuff. Hey, Michael, thank you for calling. What's up, man? Hey, um, <laughs> I had two questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, to answer the phone, I should say yabba dabba do, <laughs> and you and Java too. <laughs> I really appreciate your show. Okay, that's one of your questions. <laughs> okay. Now, another one. <clears throat> Do you take cheesy song requests? Yeah, but send, but email them to me, if if you I would. Don't, I don't have a... No, no, e- e- email the, the suggestion, and, and I'll Google it, because sometimes they're... Being, yeah, yes, I do. Can I just mention the name of it? Sure, but keep it clean. Well, it it, it is, yeah. It was done a long time ago by Merv Griffin, of all people. And he's using this real cheesy Cockney accent. And the name of the song is, it's wonderful, it's called I've Got a Lovely Bunch of Coconut. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I, I know that song. That's that's a good suggestion. That's a good suggestion. That would be the number one cheesy song of all time. That's, that's, that's a good one. Well, what can help you do about your weeds? Okay, uh, what is the best way to get rid of torpedo grass without having to pack up and move. Is it in your lawn or in your flower beds? Mainly in the flower bed, but okay. some of it is, is in the lawn. Okay. I, you know, I, people who listen to me for a long time know that I generally don't recommend herbicides or chemicals if I can get away with it, but in some cases it really helps. And there is a product that works just like Roundup, but it only kills true grasses. It won't kill monkey grass, which is a lily, or irises or tomatoes. It only kills true grasses. Uh, you can get it any garden center. Let's say grass control. Let's say for controlling grasses. Uh, I- I- any place. Garden centers, uh, home depot type places. Uh, however, you can't use it in your lawn because it'll kill your turf grass. So once you get it in your regular grass, there's not much we can recommend. Period. Just keep Keep it cut, cut down. You know, or pull it up as best you can. You know, just try to, you know, if you can can make a cut where it's coming from and then just sort of tease up as much as you can, you know, it's, a, it's real tedious, but there is no real good control once it gets out in the lawn. Yeah, so, really. 
So I mean, sorry about that, but it's uh, it's you know there are five or six weeds that if I don't believe in reincarnation, but if I could come back, it would be at something like that that nobody could get rid of. Yeah, right. <laughs> but anyway, good luck on it. Well, thank you very much. All right, man, appreciate it. And uh, that yabba dabba do and me and Java too. Thanks yeah. for that. And I've, I've still got a lovely bunch of coconuts. <laughs> See you, Michael. <laughs> Bye. Uh, let's go to Purvis. Hey, Suzanne. What's going on in Purvis? What's going hey, on down south? Howdy. What's going on down south? Well, first of all, I want to say I'm sorry to hear your dog slowing down. Yeah, it's 14. That's what happens. You know, love him to yeah. death. But, you know, I just hope that yeah. when I start going down, the doctors give me as good a drug as I'm giving my dog. Because <laughs> he's going, woo Felder. <laughs> if, I, if I can't keep my garden, let me lay down in it. That's right. But, Look, uh, I, I am glad he's had had a good long life and in good hands he's been all he's been all over the eastern half of the united states with me and my truck what can i help you with you got something about mulch yeah you mentioned putting bark mulch in with the potting soil for the Uh, containers right and i got to uh the store and i was like well what kind of mulch so i got pine bark mulch that the wrong thing? It, it doesn't matter. It's more the shape, no. you know, the, the, the chipped up stuff, not that shredded looking stuff. Uh-huh. Because what we're trying to do, potting soil has four functions. One is just to hold the plant upright in the pot. Okay. But it also holds moisture. It hold, it allows air to, to infiltrate. You know, those are all important things. Well, regular potting soil, tent, you know, with a lot of peat moss and all, takes a long time to wet and it dries out real quick. Bark sort of loosens it up. It's like adding okay. crackers to a bowl of chili. See, so I use about 50-50 bark and any kind of cheap potting soil, and I throw a little bit of agricultural lime in because that, that stuff is acidic. But, uh, and it seems to work. That way I have deeper roots without you know, having to water quite as often. So it's okay if it's pine bark mulch. Yeah, if you notice when you buy a, a shrub or something in a garden center, they're grown in mostly mm-hmm. bark. But the bark okay, does... But, maybe- but the bark dries out too fast and doesn't hold nutrients. Peat moss, gotcha. the potting soil, stays a little wet too long, but it holds stuff. So you mix the two together, and you got the best of drainage and moisture retention. Okay, great. Now, one other question. I had an um, angel trumpet, angel vine, trumpet uh-huh. vine, mm-hmm. trumpet vine maybe. I planted it last year, and it was so pretty. And then I read online to prune it back in the winter, so I pruned it, but it's not going to come back, is it? Well, but when you say uh, trumpet vine is one with the orange flowers big enough to put your thumb in? Big flowers, big enough to. Was it hang down? Okay, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a, a, a uh, that's not the the trumpet vine. Trumpet vine is a native vine with lots of little orange, lots of thumb sized orange oh. flowers. You got the angel trumpet plant. Um, yeah, it's a big big trumpet. Yeah, it should it should already be up knee high or something by now because you know well, you, a lot of people cut them back to the ground, you know, near the ground. They sprout back, you know, even up in Memphis. They'll they'll get mm-hmm. killed to the ground by frost, but they usually come back. Yeah, it was looking all kind of dead, and I was like, "Well, this this is dead tissue. I might as well cut it off." But, yeah. Well, well, maybe it'll come back. Yeah, and if not, you know, get another start because, like I say, if you'll cut them back and throw some mulch around, they'll make it just fine in Purvis. So, I mean, they do fine even up in Jackson. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. Okay, Suzanne. Good luck. Appreciate the comments about my old puppy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you bet. Bye. Let's go to IU Cassandra. Y'all got something going up on the ice box. You got plant sales going on way up in Iuka. Yep, we do. We have uh, plant sales tomorrow, Saturday, from nine to one at the fairgrounds at Iuka. Okay, is that put on by the Master Gardeners? 
Yes, it is. Okay, starting at 1 o'clock at the fairgrounds in Iuka. Oh, at, at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. <laughs> 9, 9 till 1. Okay, well, we we got it covered then. Iuka, 9 to 1 at the fairgrounds. And uh, if you can't find the fairgrounds in Iuka, you need glasses, right? Thank you, Sandra. Appreciate it. She was something wrong with that phone there. Let's go to Braxton. Hi, Mary. Good morning. Good morning, Felder. How are you? I just want to say, oh, I'm doing fine. I just want to say I've missed Dr. Drew for a long time. We have, too. Yeah, and uh, uh, someone told me that when you don't hear their footsteps on the earth anymore, they're in a better place. Could be, could be, but like he always said, dirt to dirt, right? <laughs> but anyway, we do miss him, Mary. I appreciate you calling about that. Yeah. I, I just want to do a tribute to him today. Yeah, he also gave me a uh, uh, okay. one time when I was down at Crystal Springs and you folks were down there uh, with the uh, fall. Uh-huh. Buckeye still blooming and all? No, I... I didn't plant it. Oh, you kept it as good luck. You know, you keep a buckeye seed for good luck. Yeah, and uh, I don't know where I Yeah. Now. Okay. But I still have good luck. Well, we appreciate it a whole bunch, Mary. Thank you so much for calling. Appreciate it. Let's go uh, up to Pontotoc. Hey, Warren. Good morning, sir. What's up with your olive tree? Well, how you doing today? Fine. So far, so good. What's up? Well, I picked these things up in the fall, believe it or not, and I was told you really have to mulch them and get them in the ground to survive winter. Well, I got busy. They're still out in their pots, and all the leaves fell off, all the olives fell off, and believe it or not, that thing is sprouting everywhere, so I'm getting real motivated to put in the ground. Just curious yeah. what you may know about them. Uh, a pretty good bit. First of all, olives, you know, there's a lot of different varieties of olives, a lot. And some will take cold more than others. And up in Pontotoc, you know, it's going to be the luck of the draw whether you got one that'll even survive a normal winter. We, you know, we didn't have much. It got cold one time last year, uh, th- this past winter. But uh, Pon- uh, olives have got to have good drainage. They're native to the Mediterranean where they only get oh, 15, 18 inches of rainfall a year. And we get way more than that. So what I would do, I would loosen up. Where you're going to plant it, loosen it up a good shovel's depth, then plant the tree almost on top of the ground with dirt mounded up to it, like on a baseball pitcher mound. Oh. I mean, they got they grow better in great even in Europe. You see them in great big containers rather than in the dirt. They've got to have the so plant it kind of on top of the ground with dirt piled up around it over three or four foot area. And uh, and also, it's got a lot of sprouts on there. Thin, those are going to be major limbs of the tree down the road. So I would thin them out to just five or six at a well space going in different directions. Just pop everything else off and let what's left grow. And those will be your limbs this time next year and the year after and, and on after that. And the tree will grow a whole lot better, too. Felder, I really appreciate that. We sure enjoy your show up here. Well, I appreciate you being part of it. Thank you, sir. And don't and, and you're not that far from Iuka. Well, you kind yeah. of are. Uh, about an hour or so, but no, not, not having, too far. They're having a plant sale. I guarantee you, if you go to Iuka, the master gardeners up there, plant sale at the fairground, they're going to have some weird plants. Well, I'll have, to, I'll have to make that happen. Okay, Warren, tell them I said hey. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You bet. Appreciate it. I'm doing a, um, I'm going to be at the, 
there's so many plant swaps, uh, plant sales going this weekend. I'm going to be at the one at Monteil Gardens in Jackson. Uh, if you come to the plant sale, you can go to the gardens for free. Master Gardens got a whole bunch of stuff. But I'm going to be there in my pickup truck, the one that Dirt and I used to ride around in. And we're going to have all these plants and stuff growing in the back of my truck. And be glad to see you all from 8 o'clock to about noon Saturday at the at Monteil Gardens. We can take a real quick break. We've got a, a caller from Mobile. Got some lines wide open if you want to give us a call. It's toll free and non-profit. I don't sell stuff. Doesn't matter to me what you do or don't do, what approach you have, or whether you like this or like it doesn't matter to me. Uh, my job is to try to help answer your question. If you're doing something really weird, I like to encourage that. If it's something that's not so great, I might gently suggest an alternative. But um, anyway, Felder Rushing, Horticulturist, Gestalt Gardener, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. And I uh, got some lines wide open. One eight eight I don't know the numbers. Eight something. Eight eight seven seven MPB ring. Somebody wrote it. You wrote that on the wall for me, didn't you, John? <laughs> we'll be right back with more of the Gestalt Gardener. Dirt, help me out. <laughs> From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back, folks. Horticulture's fellow rushing. And again, if you have any kind of garden-related events, uh, shoot us an email. I'll be glad to help help promote it. Garden at mpbonline.org. By the way, Java, I, you know, I do uh, I do garden consultations. I walk around people's yards and wave my arms around and make suggestions. They've got uh, pl- problems with plants or dirt or drainage or pruning and stuff like that. And people pay you for it? Well, you know, it's either this or get a real job. But uh, the, the, the other day... Uh, it takes about an hour and a half or so. The other day was, uh, I did a couple of three this past week, but one was a couple of miles from the house. So I walked because, you know, you've seen me. I walked. Yeah, you get on your high horse and I, you, get the, you get the going. I do. But anyway, I, I walked there, uh, and, but I had a little small turning fork, like a guard, like a pitchfork. I was walking down the street, and I can't tell you how many people honked at me away, but they, they, I looked like a wild man looking for something to, to booger up with my, my turning fork. <laughs> hey, let's go to Mobile. Hey, Mikey, thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, um, first of all, uh, I got to say that the Dr. Dirt um, tribute brought tears to my eyes. Well, I, I appreciate um, that. Appreciate uh, well, it. Well, I'm going through a time. I- okay. Uh-oh. I don't know what happened there. Hope she didn't get shocked. Because <laughs> it sounded like somebody got hit with lightning or something. I don't know. Call back, Mikey. And meanwhile, let's uh, swing back towards Jackson. Hey, Tracy, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Felder? Fine so far. What's up? Well, I've got a, one of those old-timey pear trees in my yard that's been there I don't know how long. Um, but I had it pruned last year. And this year I've noticed that a lot of the leaves, uh, not all of them, but a great number of them are, like, shriveling up and dying. Brown. It looks like they've been burned. Okay. What does that mean? Does that mean that's... 
no, no, no. This, this, no, th- no. This is really pretty common. There's a bacteria that's spread by bees from wild pears to our pears and apples and related plants. It's called fire blight because it looks like it goes from flower to flower. And when the bees put in the flower, uh, it burns the flowers and the twigs, and, the, and it looks like the ends of the branch have just been burned all over the tree. It's real common. Uh, it, it it usually doesn't kill the tree. And I've heard people say prune it out. That's a, almost always a mistake. First of all, it's hard to do. Second of all, if you snip into it, the blight actually extends two or three inches into the healthy-looking stuff. And if you snip it, you're going to spread it with your, with your pruning shears. Most of the time, that stuff will just simply fall off over the year. You can prevent it if you want to next year for the entire year by spraying with a safe spray. It's called fire blight spray. It's a bacteria. It's streptomycin. And you spray the trees while they're in full bloom. It does not hurt the bees, but it puts a protective film over the flower to keep the bacteria from getting into the flower. So you can spray two or three times while the tree is in full bloom with a stuff called fire blight spray. If you want fire to, fire blight or blight? Blight, fire blight. Got it. And um, uh, real, real about, common though. What about the yield? Um, is it going to affect the yield of the pears? Yeah, you know, it, every every flower that uh, a bee that had, was carrying the bacteria for uh, got to that flower died, and the sh- fruits will shrivel up, and fall off too. But uh, if you still got fruit two or three weeks from now, then in other words, they don't spread it necessarily every flower. Felder, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Good luck on it, Joyce. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All righty. Let's go now to uh, Soche. Hey, Joyce, good morning. Turn your radio down, Joyce, quick. Joyce. (laughs) Okay. uh, We're going to have to move on to Peggy. When you call, folks, turn your radio down because we got a delay in case I say something nasty or rude, or crude, and Java wants to cut me off. Uh, before we, while, while I set up this next one, let me tell a stupid a stupid Sherlock Holmes joke. Java, this is Sherlock Holmes week. And I've Internationally? Got, yeah, and I've got a great Sherlock. Sherlock Holmes and Watson were camping out, right? They're sleeping out outside, and uh, Sherlock woke up and said, Holmes, are you awake? He said, yes, Sherlock. He said, look up and tell me what you see. And Holmes says, well, I see a sky full of all these wonderful stars. And Sherlock says, very good. What do you deduce from that? He said, well, it's a big universe. Where you know there's all sorts of possibilities, and it goes infinitely, and all this, the the, and he just kept going. And Sherlock says, "Very good." And Watson says, "Well, what do you think, Sherlock?" And Sherlock says, "Holmes, you fool! Someone has stolen our tent." Ah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good okay. one. <laughs> okay. Please, somebody call us one eight seven seven MPB ring. Let's cut a Peggy at West Point. Hey, Peggy. Oh, okay. Very good. I thought I was going to have to wait. I want to talk about cannas. Yeah. Uh, I have some cute canna plants, and I want to know uh, what kind of ground they like well cannas are really pretty tough they're you know they're one of probably the most top 10 commonly planted old school heirloom pass along perennials in the south and they'll grow but aren't they nice they are and (laughs) i have a neighbor who's got some that's actually growing down the curb and into the cracks along the curb in the concrete that's how tough they are Uh, they'll grow better if you've got some reasonably good dirt and you water them a few times because they, they they like moisture. They don't need it, but they like it. A little bit of fertilizer and occasional soaking to get them started, and then they'll take it from there. 
you know, the term that I, I've heard them compared with uh, recently was <coughs> a bog. Now they don't like that much. They do. Per- uh, they do. Per- do they? they do perfectly well in in, in uh, not. They don't like. They'll actually grow in pots set part ways in water in a water garden. They grow in bogs. They grow in ditches. They also grow in cracks of the sidewalk and my na- uh, dr- uh, pavement down the street from me. So they're highly adaptable. They've got a good fleshy root that'll help them get through dry spells, but they grow perfectly well in wet areas too. It, they, it's pretty good dirt. So they sound pretty hardy. They're really tough. I see them growing in cemeteries. I mean, dead people can grow these things. We we had them when I was a child, but we haven't had any hectares for quite a while. There's there's a lot of really good looking. At one time, I had seven or eight different kinds, including deep. I've got one with deep burgundy leaves that I got from my great grandmother's garden. There's so much striped leaves and green leaves and yellow flowers and red flower, orange flowers. A lot of different kind of cannas. <sighs> What color do you think one that's uh, has nope. a tag as mango? <laughs> It'll be sort of a kind of an orangey, orangey peachy. Okay, yeah, the, the, oh, the ones that we had were red and yellow and orange. Lots of different kind of cannas. Now you may run into a problem with a caterpillar that sort of ties up some of the leaves. Uh-huh. And if you if you have that, you know, and they they chew holes in the leaves, just simply cut that part off and throw it on the ground and let the fire ants take care of it. The plant will put out new growth next week. You know what I'm thinking of with the fire ants? I'm I'm thinking I'm going to beat those suckers because they are mean. I, you know, I found out that they're going to outlast me, so I just learned to garden around them. Either way works. But uh, anyway, Peggy, appreciate your call this morning. Thank you so much. Very much. All righty. Let me see. Blinky light. Push on the blinky light. That would be Joy and Soche. Hey, Joy. Hi. Howdy. Oh, you're back. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. What's I got a- lost and I came back. Yeah. What can we help you with? Well, I heard you talking about torpedo grass, and I have a terrible, terrible problem with torpedo grass, but I didn't hear you. The name of the poison that you can get to get rid of it. Well, I didn't. I, I, I didn't. I didn't give a name because there's different brands, but it control. It'll it'll be grass killer of some kind. It'll say for control of grassy weeds. You know, every garden okay. center will know you, what you talk about. It only kills oh, true okay. grasses. There's a bunch of different brand names, and I can't keep okay. them straight. And but, I just wanted to give a little tip of something that I love to do that is so much fun. What's that? It's like whenever I buy a cabbage or huh. a celery mm-hmm. or romaine lettuce or anything like that that has a base to it, when I get finished with it, I take that base and I soak it in water for three days, and then I stick it in the mud, and it grows a brand-new plant. There you go. There you go. It's good. That's a really, really good tip. I appreciate yeah. it, Joy. And it's lots of fun. I do that with onions, too, like that little hairy part on the bottom. Yeah. I just soak it for three days, and then I stick it in the mud, and I got shallow. There you go. Well, appreciate it, Joy. Thank you so much. Good luck on the torpedo grass. There's nothing that'll kill it that won't kill lawns, so we have to use weed killers only in flower beds. Okay. So good Thank luck you. on it. All righty. Bye-bye. Let's go up to Ripley. Golden, good morning. How are you? Golden. Okay. Howdy. We're starting to run out of time, but what can I help you with? I can't hear you hardly. Well, we can hear you, but we're almost out of time. What can I help you with? Okay. I don't know. We got a back name. Please call back up. Golden. Lucille from Oxford. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. We're almost out of time, though. What can I help you with? 
real quick. I'm a lot of containers on my balcony in yeah. Oxford. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm trying to grow cherry tomatoes and blueberries um, and strawberries, but I feel like some of them are going to die. What's the best plant to grow on a balcony? Okay, really good ideas. I've got tons of stuff. I grow stuff in pots on top of my arbor, on, uh, above my, 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 uh, my trash cans, all sorts of stuff. But Lu- Lucille, send me an email and I'll send you some really, really good things that grow well in containers on a balcony. But it's just way too much to talk about right now. Shoot me an email, garden at mpbonline.org. Uh, the Gestalt Garden is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We call it Think Radio. My producer today is a laid-back but hard-working Java Chapman. Our phone greeter is the esteemable Kevin Farrell. I'm your host, horticulturist Felder Rushing. I'm going to be thinking of all of y'all as I get out to wrap up a few eyes and ends this beautiful Earth Day weekend. Going to go to Monell Garden Saturday uh, to be with the Master Gardens Plant Sale in my pickup truck with all the plants. Main thing, this weekend is too precious to let slide. Take a kid to a garden center, a farmer's market, a field trip, and see if you can find an opportunity to show them what we do best, and that's get dirty. 